Hello, everyone, and welcome to I Hope You Exist, your show for everything UFOs, cryptids, and anything else involving strangeness. I am vampiric alien lizard Justin Butler. And I am your baby-crazed government experiment gone wrong, Gene Quick. (laughs) (laughs) That one was hard to get out. (laughs) And if you haven't guessed, this episode is all about the Chupacabra. But before we get into it, roll that intro. So before we get into our main topic, we like to bring you a little piece of news. So Shane, what you got this week? Okay, so um, this week there, actually this is from last week, um, occurred on April 12th, which was a Monday. If you are on the Atlantic coast of Florida, you might have seen a bright flashing object in the sky. And it's not just like, oh, wow, that was bright. It's like, it was nighttime, and then it was daytime for like three seconds, and then it wasn't. Um, that was a meteor that um, came pretty close to Earth. Like, uh, There's not really any consensus on exactly how close it was, but I guess a lot of experts are saying it's somewhere between 9,000 and 16,000 miles from the Earth's surface. Um, and... There was a meteor that they were expecting to come that close called uh, GW4, but some people are saying that they don't think it was that one. So nobody really knows exactly which meteor it was, but it was a meteor, and it looks really cool. There's a couple different um, footages that are are, uh, really good that you can check out. On our social media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, I haven't seen the video yet myself, but I will be looking for it. Sounds rad. Uh, mine's also about a uh, a video. Uh, you guys might remember if you follow UFO news at all. Uh, in 2019, there was that leaked video uh, from the Navy that showed um, kind of a triangular uh, uh, UFO. Um, and it actually, it seems to change shape depending on what spot in the video uh, you're in because to me it looks very pyramid shaped uh but to some people it looks like sphere some people it looks like an acorn regardless um the the footage was uh as of the week of april 15th this year it was confirmed legitimate um by pentagon spokeswoman suko um they won't say exactly where uh it was it was recorded over or anything. They just confirmed, yeah, that is that is one of our videos. Um, National so that's security. Cool. I, I really think as time goes on, we're going to see more and more uh, declassifications and just uh, the government and the military being much more willing to discuss UFOs, especially with that big uh, info dump that's supposed to come in June, which I am still uh, mentally gearing up for. 
<laughs> to read through all of those documents. I'm just ready for the reveal. Make us a galactic civilization. <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> I feel like people would handle it generally well. I mean, sure, there might be some like mass hysteria at first and, you know, but I, I feel like most people are pretty keen to the fact that we're not alone at this point. Yeah. Well, that's... That gets into the whole theory that um, the reasons why we go through phases of uh, aliens being in every movie and TV show and comic book and blah, 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 is a desensitization method, um, mm -hmm. which is also, uh, you might have heard us talk about that in our uh, Mothman, Hatman, MIB, all of that, that Point Pleasant uh, is a... Is a experimental desensitization zone <laughs> it's a hard word for me to say um and that's why so much weird stuff goes on there yeah uh, speaking of weird stuff let's talk about a goat sucker yeah <laughs> i love an all-day goat sucker <laughs> uh Audience, if you would like to turn off the podcast, Shane is very ashamed of what he just said, and I am ashamed for have uh, having enabled it. Um, we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> and that's our show now. Um, yeah, so Chupacabra. Um, so before we get into this, just to get all of the silliness out of the way, I was very curious to see if anybody on the internet had combined Chewbacca with a Chupacabra. And I couldn't find anything. So I was like, hmm, I wonder what you would call that. So I did some word combinations, and I want to know what you guys like best. I came up with four. I'm sure you okay. guys could come up with more. But first one I came up with, Chupacabaca. Second one, similar. Chupa Kabakra. Third one, Chubaka Cabra. Fourth one, Chuba Cabra instead of Chupa Cabra, just the B instead of the P, because they're already very similar. So, uh, I I think Chubaka Cabra is that's my vote. It's more Chewbacca Cabra. I, that one is the most fun to say. I said all <laughs> of these like a million times out loud. The other ones you have to like pause and think about Chubaka Cabra. That's Chubaka Cabra. <laughs> If anyone wants to draw a Chewbacca Cabra, please, please do it and send it to us. <laughs> I please, can't, God. I can't draw that good. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, uh, um, yeah, let's get into it. What's, what is, I guess let's start with what, what is the Chupacabra? How would you physically describe a chupacabra based on uh, reports well well uh depends on who you ask um original sightings had it as a spined uh alien looking creature um big eyes giant sharp fangs um some people said fur some people said scales um some people said lizard like uh but the most popular um uh, I'd say image of the chupacabra is more canine like, and that's, 
And I think that's really just because of all of the um, misunderstood sightings. Like, the majority of Chupacabra sightings... um, Are depressing. Are mangy, disease-ridden coyotes, foxes, wolves, dogs, just any any canine, really. Um, I prefer my Chupacabra vampiric and lizard-like. Um, <laughs> yeah, same. It's much uh, cooler and less sad. Which, just jumping right in, that description of the Chupacabra comes from the original sightings that started in March of 1995. Yes. on uh, In Puerto Rico, in Oracovis, um, there were reports of farmers who found some of their farm animals dead with blood drained from their bodies and three puncture holes either in the abdomen or near the neck um yeah and you know they weren't used to seeing things like that this kind of came out of nowhere and took puerto rico by storm um worth noting is that there was a spike in ufo activity uh, reported sightings uh, in the mid 90s around puerto rico um because that is one of the theories we are going to discuss um is the top three are natural cryptid just a species we haven't discovered yet um satanic cult <laughs> which satanic cult is kind of a dumb uh, uh tagline for it because a lot of uh, a lot of theories point it towards practicers of, uh, of Santeria and um, other similar religions, um, but it's just kind of widely branded satanic, which is stupid. Yeah. Um, and then the the third, of course, is aliens. Yeah. And also, um, there's actually a fourth one that's pretty big: a genetically modified animal. Mm. either created by the government or private research firms and it somehow got loose because a a lot of the at least relating to puerto rico um, which is the majority of what i researched because there are there are reports of chupacabra like creatures in other parts of the world but really the majority of the phenomena and uh, you know, the descriptions of what it looks like and, and how it came to be came from Puerto Rico. Yeah. So that that's where I focused a lot of my attention. But um, it didn't, this wasn't something that like plagued them for, you know, ever. It started in 95 and then it happened up until I want to say like 98 or like the end of the 90s. Yeah. And then it kind of died off and there wasn't really any more reports relating to like weird, you know, vampire like uh lesions on animals and their blood being drained or anything like that. So So yeah, the the fact that this started in uh, 1995 is mind-blowing to me because I seem to remember like like vaguely remember um shows we watched as kids referencing the Chupacabra, and, like, it was a big thing, so I assumed it had been around as long as, like, the Bigfoots and Loch Ness Monsters of the world, but mm-hmm. no, um, fairly, fairly recent. Um, the name Chupacabra, uh, was coined by Puerto Rican comedian, uh, Silverio Perez, um, yes. literally, it, it, Chupacabra means goat sucker, <laughs> yes. um, and the, the, descri- <laughs> the description, 
and this is about to tie into uh, Shane's <laughs> intro. Um, the description of the creature came a few months after the incident started happening, um, specifically in August of 1995. Uh, there was a witness named Madeline Tolentino um, who gave the animal the descriptor of the spiny back, the alien-like appearance. Uh, just so happened that the <laughs> critically acclaimed film Species uh, had come out earlier that year. Uh, and in an interview a few years later uh, with investigator Benjamin Ratford, Madeline uh, <laughs> Tolentino admitted that she believed the events of Species were happening in real life. <laughs> yes, and that, that is either an extremely unfortunate coincidence or i i don't know uh, i think uh if she if she legitimately believed something similar to that movie was happening and she saw an animal with mange and it caught her off guard her brain probably that is what she thought she saw yeah um so leave madeline alone don't be mean to her yeah. <laughs> she, she uh, probably did see something out of the ordinary and that was just the most recent thing on her mind but it is unfortunate that she is often cited as the most credible like eyewitness um mm -hmm. to the chupacabra and she herself says like oh yeah i thought <laughs> that species was really happening yeah and that all that all comes, you know, from Benjamin Radford. He was the first person to track her down. And he basically tags her as the original eyewitness of a chupacabra. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't mean that this, like, she was the first person to experience uh, a chupacabra-like event. Because there's actually... Um, I have to find this in my notes, but in the 70s, there were reports of um, similar things happening. Uh, here it is. In 1975, yeah, in the town of Mocha. Yeah, February 1975, they, call, they called it the Vampiro de Mocha. Um, and basically, 15 cows, 3 goats, 2 geese, and a pig were found with puncture marks in the Roca Barrio suburbs of Mocha. Um, I guess they did autopsies on them and found that all the blood had been drained from the bodies. The incident made headlines, and then police and officials blamed it on stray dogs. So... Yeah, it is interesting um, that... Uh, that <sighs> Here's my thing. Um... The chupacabra, yeah, I I think it is most likely um, just animal attacks. However, um, in '95, until the until the sightings died down, 150 farm animals and pets were killed with similar uh, markings and causes of death. So that it is a little eerie. It is a little eerie. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't. And during that time, there were actually, um, I'm not really sure, I meant to look up and see what documentaries they had produced, but apparently there were two paranormal researchers there, Mark Davenport and Joe Palermo. Um, they were 
making a documentary of some kind. And so they were right there when all this was happening. And they said, quote, day and night over the radio, over television, they were constantly talking about this chupacabra activity going on. It was very serious to everyone. They'd wake up one morning and find the carcass of their four favorite rabbits sucked dry of blood and just lying there on the ground. So it's it's not like nobody knew what was happening. Like the whole island was basically <laughs> aware yeah. of something weird going on and um, they didn't get a satisfactory answer from the officials because they, you know, the officials just kept trying to say, oh, it's wild dogs. But wild dogs don't suck blood from animals like and they're not they're not so precise um small a series of small circular incisions yeah that's what all of these animals have uh and so i i see why it was blamed on uh cults or um other misunderstood or uh uh to, to religions i don't really know what to call that whole umbrella yeah. um <laughs> But, and I mean, to me, I think, I think cult activity, specifically in Puerto Rico, not around the rest of the world, specifically in Puerto Rico, I think cult activity is more uh, likely um, than an actual cryptid. Um, If it's not uh, a cult, then I'm more inclined to believe that... (laughs) This is aliens uh, more than I am uh, a a species we haven't discovered yet. But Justin, you believe in Bigfoot. Not the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely not. And also, there's a new uh, Sasquatch documentary on Hulu. I watched the first episode tonight, and it it looks really... It's shaping up to be really good. It's about, um, just quickly, not to get too far off subject, but... Um, basically back in 93, my, I'm not going to say that back in 93, uh, there was a couple of people horribly just like slaughtered on this pot farm up in, uh, Northern California. And, um, the people who were there that witnessed it claimed that it was Bigfoot. Um, so this is like, it's weird because it, it's a report of Bigfoot being like aggressively violent, like literally ripping people's bodies apart and throwing their limbs and extremities all over the place. Um, so it's kind of an unusual Bigfoot report. And um, it's in an area where there's a lot of like paranormal activity already. So. Huh. Um, Christ. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, stuff. Uh, I am, I am naming that creature uh, the Anti Foot, because <laughs> my Sasquatch, he's my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't do that. It's ac- it's actually in the same area the Patterson Gimlin footage comes from. Oh wow! Yeah. So. Ah. Very. Where could we find this documentary? Hulu. Okay. Yep. I will check it out. In fact, when I went on Hulu, it was the first thing that popped up. They're pushing it, so they know. I don't know if that's just because we watch weird stuff like that, but they know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so where were? (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the activity on Puerto Rico, which is by far the most interesting. Um. 
What it, what do you make of it? I, I think I've said my piece. I, I think it either was, um, both in the 70s and now, it was either some sort of, um, ritualistic activity, uh, or aliens. It could be alien ritualistic activity. Hey, um, yep. that's horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but hey, some people are willing to go down that rabbit hole, and it gets weird, but, um... I don't really know what to make of it because there's not any evidence really to go off of and even just reading all this information from various sources on the outside without actually having seen what the farm animals looked like and you know what yeah. the puncture wounds looked like and everything this is all just hearsay that I didn't I couldn't find any like actual photos of you know the farm animals that were attacked or or anything mm -hmm. like that I couldn't find any of the original police reports, um, at least not online. So I really don't know. Uh, it's interesting, and there's a lot of fun theories. Mm -hmm. uh, I like there's one theory uh, that basically says that this creature could have been like an alien pet that was brought to planet Earth and then escaped. And then there's another edge to that theory that takes it one step further and says that it was caught and then basically uh, genetically duplicated. So like a reverse engineered alien life form that was then escaped and wreaked havoc. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, so it's like sci-fi fun. Huh. Um... The fact that there aren't any, like, historical records of anything like the Chupacabra, especially in the Puerto Rico area, that are historically verifiable. Like, there there are some authors who wrote books that claimed, you know, there are legends passed down from the, the natives, um, but there's no historical record backing up those stories, and uh, actually, um, Benjamin Radford was the one to kind of debunk those. He he has a uh, article in um, the Skeptical Inquirer, uh, which I recently subscribed to just to get some like skeptic opinions on a lot of things as well. Uh, basically, nice. it's a magazine that writes articles about paranormal stuff from like a skeptical point of view, um, as well as a bunch of other stuff. Anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, just because we keep throwing his name around, um, just a quick, quick rundown on Benjamin Radford. Um, he is a paranormal investigator, writer, and skeptic. Um, specifically with the Chupacabra, uh, he put out a book in 2005 after spending five years um, studying the the phenomenon, and that's when he did the interviews. That's where we get the Madeline uh, Tolentino story uh, completely laid out. And everything like that. Uh, the book is called Tracking the Chupacabra, the Vampire Beast in Fact, Fiction, and Folklore. If you want to check it out. I haven't checked it out myself yet. I'm going to say that about just about every book we reference here. <laughs> I am building quite the backlog. Uh, <laughs> but Justin, shouldn't you do all of this reading before you do these episodes? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to read it and... Um, it's kind of pricey, so mm. I was like, I wonder if he has any articles. So I looked up 
his name and then I found that he writes articles for the Skeptical Inquirer and then I looked at the Skeptical Inquirer and I was like, oh, this is, you know, 20 bucks for a whole year of publications. I'll do that. Um, uh, so. If this ever gets to the point to where it becomes our, our job, yeah, I'll be so well read up on these <laughs> subjects it'll make your head spin. But right now, I'm a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a full-time job as well, so... Mm, yeah. Um, but I feel like, you know, just the stuff that's out on the internet, if you take all of it with a grain of salt and you mix the different ideas together, you can still get a pretty good idea of, like, the general... Yeah. Uh, goings-ons of these things and plus you know like we say our show isn't a deep dive our show is to like give you enough information that you're like i'm gonna check that out uh, and we hope you do we hope you do um yeah it's because stuff. uh if you ever come into my bar that i'm not gonna name on the air uh uh i will give you a free sample of your choice if you start a conversation about <laughs> any of this with me because I love that shit. Uh, yeah, samples are already free. I can't. Yeah, I can't give a promotion. I've got. I just work there, man. <laughs> it doesn't change anyway, the statement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, moving on to um, other sightings. Uh, now it has chupacabra sightings have been happening all over the world. Um, since 1995. Ooh, um, I, would, it did, it did. I do want to say one thing um, before okay. we get too far away from the 95 era. Um, March 1996, on the Spanish talk show Cristina, that, they aired a story about Chupacabra, and apparently that was kind of like a big kickoff for people around the world hearing about it. And then immediately after they aired their story about Chupacabra, that's when reports from various other places in the world started popping up. So, in, an interesting thing to note about that. Interesting. Um, yeah, so, shortly after, um, we started seeing it everywhere. Uh, a ton of sightings, and honestly, uh, I thought um, the Chupacabra, until I started doing research for this episode, I thought the Chupacabra uh, legend started in Mexico. Um, just because that's where I've heard of all of the sightings um, mm -hmm. that I was aware of beforehand. And some uh, here in the United States, but it, it's it's all over the world, from here to India to Honduras, uh, Argentina, it, everywhere. Um, and most of those sightings and the quote-unquote uh, chupacabra corpses have all been debunked it's always some type of canine mm -hmm. uh usually a diseased one and that's very very sad specifically sarcoptic mange um, yes. which is a highly contagious skin disease fairly common in dogs basically forces them to itch their skin so much that they just like their skin becomes really thick and tough and their hair falls off um so yeah, if if you see a creature that looks like a dog without fur, it's probably a dog without fur <laughs> that uh, has sarcoptic mange. So yes, scabies. Yeah, disgusting. Um, yep. Poor dogs. Yeah, they need help. So don't don't ridicule them. They're not chupacabras. 
<laughs> Unless they are actively killing your goat. Leave them be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, over 300 uh, supposed victims of the chupacabra have been examined, and there is no conclusive evidence that being bled to death um, through blood sucking uh, is... Is the culprit? As a matter of fact, no uh, autopsy or anything has declared that being sucked dry of blood is the actual cause of death for these animals. Um, so, yeah, I just—I don't know. I really think again, the Puerto Rico activity is 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 strange. Um, just how isolated uh, and frequent it was. Yeah. Um, but I think nine times out of ten, maybe even an average of a 9.5 out of ten, uh, it is just a poor, diseased creature Yeah, um, getting loose. Um, yep. If anything, I, I would like to... I guess if I had to pick one theory that I wanted to run with, it would have to be the either government or private research firm genetically testing some kind of animal as like a weapon or a tool for a specific purpose, and then it got out of hand, somehow got loose, and then they recaptured it or something. I kind of like that theory, although there's nothing to support any of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's not even like it's not even like with Roswell or the Men in Black or anything where there's like government documents and like specific eyewitnesses that have these like really crazy accounts. It's always someone saw something one time, maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the only thing I I think we really have about this is just the fact that there were a lot of strange animal deaths on the island of Puerto Rico around that time, and. You know, there were official explanations for it. I don't think that they were completely satisfactory, but then again, I wasn't there, and I don't know how it all actually went down. So, you know, it's just one of those things. It's a fun myth, and, you know, I don't hope that the Chupacabra exists, because um, it's kind of terrifying, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, leave the poor goats alone. <laughs> yeah, goats are awesome. They have really cool <laughs> eyes and they like to jump on things. Like, I mean, they're cute. <laughs> but I will say it's given us um, some fun legends, um, a hobby for some people, which is always nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a pretty decent episode of Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> uh, and a decent episode of this podcast. But oh, I, as well as Shane, hope you, Chupacabra, do not exist. We can't end this without without talking about the mayor of Canovanas. Uh, Kenov <laughs> ah, yes. Um, so, th this is kind of crazy and interesting and just a good campaign strategy I think but uh, <laughs> there was a mayor of Kinavanas who had been mayor there for I think it was 10 years already his name's Jose Kimo Soto 
and uh, he basically went on a witch hunt for the chupacabra as a part of his re-election campaign in 1995. <laughs> um, so he and a, a bunch of people with guns were just like touring the island looking for evidence of this thing, and of course they didn't find anything. Um, but he got re-elected, so... <laughs> And every dad on the island voted <laughs> <laughs> voted for him. Yep. Ah, hey, man, that's... You gotta give the people what they want when you're a politician. And yeah. <laughs> I'm sure an excuse to be out of the house drinking beers <laughs> in the woods with guns. Hunting a Hunting. chupacabra. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad way to kill a Saturday, you know? No, that sounds <laughs> awesome. I mean, I would have voted for him. So, <laughs> I mean, who knows what the rest of his policies were, and who cares? <laughs> uh, all right. On that very, very silly note, I've been Justin Butler, one of your hosts. You can find me on social media at Blame It On Butler. Also, please check out our sister show if you are into movies and hearing people talk about them. Our show sounds film-miliar. That's, it's the word familiar, but it's film-illiar because we're punny like that. And you can find this show on Twitter and Instagram at I Hope You Exist. I have been Shane Quick. Um, I am on Twitter at ShaneQCK. Follow me if you dare. Um, yeah. Um... Stay curious and uh, leave the goats alone. <laughs> Stay spooky, everybody. 